Amen. <clears throat> Got a little emotional during during worship this morning. Um, can we just give thanks to God for our worship team for leading us into that place every week? <clears throat> uh, it's amazing what happens when you miss a week of worship. I just uh, <laughs> was overwhelmed uh, um, how much I missed it and how much I missed you. Uh, I am so grateful. Uh, to be back with you this week, uh, we, we missed you so much. But I want to I want to thank a, a few people, and I know when you start naming names, you leave out folks. So I'm not going to go into great detail, but I do want to thank my brother John Weaver for sharing such a powerful message uh, with with you all and with us last week, and uh, for for Lee and the worship team, and for all of our volunteers and all of our staff. Uh, just uh, it, it's such a blessing to to know that I can be away and and to trust God and to trust such uh, wonderful, capable folks to, to lead, and, and they did that, and so I'm so thankful for that, uh, and thankful to you for making it possible for uh, for for us to take some time away. Uh, there, there's a specific group I want to thank in particular today, and I want to share this little story with you. Uh, a few months ago, uh, we were in a meeting uh, with uh, our generosity team. Our generosity team, uh, as you know, is, is the ones who have been tasked to help us continue to create a culture of, of what we call whole life generosity. And so one of the things in partnering with our ministry partners, the Generous Church, uh, is looking for opportunities for us to be generous. And so uh, a few months ago, the generosity team came. Uh, we met together and they approached me with this idea. And uh, our ministry partners, the Generous Church, had suggested to them this place, this uh, retreat center for pastors and spouses to attend. And um, for the purpose of of rest and renewal, and we talked about just how the, how difficult it's been the last few years, for especially for, for church leaders and, and pastors. And so uh, the generosity team was telling me about all these incredible things that, that, these, that these pastors and, and their spouses would experience at this place. And I got really excited about us doing this for somebody, and, and then I realized halfway through the conversation that they were talking about me <laughs> and my, my spouse. And... Uh, it really was. At first, I was a little embarrassed that it took me so long to catch on. Um, but then I was just, I just had to sit there, and I was humbled, and my eyes started filling up with tears, and, and my heart was just filled with gratitude that um, that our generosity team would be so generous to, to me and to us, and, and that our generous church would allow us this opportunity. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, that we were able to do that. It was something that Abby and I haven't done since since we've been married and certainly not since we've had kids. And so um, it was a gift. And, and, and I want you to know too that, that my prayer has been and still is that this retreat that we were able to go on uh, wasn't just for Abby and me. Our prayer is that there would be uh, a domino effect of, of blessing uh, for our church and for our community, that we would all be blessed. Um, out of an overflow of, of this amazing gift that we were blessed with. So, so I just wanted to start there today and say thank you uh, for allowing us to be away and, and thanks for uh, welcoming us back. Uh, kind of along that same lines, uh, today's the third week of this journey that we've been on through the book of Colossians that we're calling the domino effect. And uh, basically what we're talking about is this. It's just the impact that, that the gospel can have on people's lives, on, on people like you and me. Uh, the story of the gospel and the story of the New Testament is is how the gospel 
impacted people's lives, that, that lives were changed, but not just lives were changed, right? Communities were changed, and, and, and the world was changed uh, by followers of Jesus Christ because of the church that Jesus was building and is still building in and through people like you and me. Ordinary people transformed by God's extraordinary love. For us, for you and me, the good news of God's grace, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so what we've been doing for the last few weeks, what we're going to continue to be doing for the next few weeks is we're going to journey through this book of the Bible, just this snapshot of, of Paul, the Apostle Paul's letters to the church, to the gathered people of God in different places. And so we were looking at this book of Colossians, and today we're going to look at uh, a great passage in Colossians chapter 3. And uh, in my Bible, my Bible has little headings. And in my Bible, this it says, living as those made alive in Christ. And so I want you to hear that. With that in mind, hear this God's word for us today. This is Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Paul says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. And you used to walk in these ways, in the life that you once lived, but now, now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and you've put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. There is no Jew or Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. I want to stop right there and just dig into this passage a little bit. This first part of the passage, Paul is, is providing uh, God's people, the church, this list of what he calls things that belong to our earthly nature. These things that are part of our old self before the good news of God's grace in Jesus Christ. And so what Paul's telling them to do is to put these things to death because we've died to those things. That's our old self. And now we have this new self. We, we need to die to these things because they're things that, that lead to death. Maybe not always physically, but but certainly emotionally and relationally and spiritually, right? Th think for just a minute about, about these things. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, idolatry, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language, lying. Uh, I, I know some of these things sound a little more severe than others, but, but think about for just a minute the, the domino effect of some of these things in our lives. Uh, Brother John talked about that last week, that the domino effect isn't always a, a positive thing, right? That can be a negative thing, too, and the principle is still true. 
And even some of these things that, that may seem more harmless have the potential to cause destruction and death in our lives and in our life together uh, because of the domino effect. I was thinking about it this week and I was reminded of, of this little song that I heard in a commercial, one of those after-school special kind of shows. And I remember there was this little uh, commercial that had this little song. Maybe you remember, and I'm not going to sing it for you this morning, but I'm just going to read the words. And, and I want you to hear the, the, the truth that it illustrates so simply but so powerfully. It went like this. You, you tell one lie, it leads to another. You tell two lies to cover each other. You tell three lies, oh, brother, you're in trouble up to your ears. <laughs> Anybody remember that little song? I didn't realize it, but when I pulled it up this week, there's some more verses to it. I was, I'm going to read just one more to you. But it continues on. It says, you tell four lies to try to protect you. You tell five lies so folks won't suspect you. You tell six lies, and then you'll collect you a life of worries and fears. That's pretty true, isn't it? It, it gives us this picture of how Something starts so small and then it, it just kind of snowballs and, and, and the domino effect can be uh, pretty, pretty intense and not at all where we thought we would get to and where we thought it would go, right? Um, it's not just true for that, right? Think about some of the things in our list. Maybe it's a, an innocent look or a flirtatious comment that over time becomes more and more until pretty soon you start hiding things and then you've collected a life of worries and fears. Maybe it's an, an unchecked emotion like, like anger that grows into anger and or rage and malice and bitterness and resentment and then it manifests itself in some of the other things on the list like slander or, or sabotage. What seems like a, a tiny little compromise so that you maybe can make a few bucks, extra bucks or get that promotion. And then it spirals and cycles into a corruption or cover-up. Uh, we see these things all the time, maybe not in our lives, but maybe in the lives of others or maybe on TV or online, in the news. So many things like that uh, testify to the truth of the domino effect and to those things that, that bring death and destruction. Uh, I want to share uh, one illustration with you that I learned last week. Uh, just, just to give you a little bit of detail about our trip last week, we were at a place called Sunscape Retreat Center. It's in the mountains of, of Colorado. And uh, here's a picture of what it looked like right outside our window. And as you look at that picture, the view from our cabin last week, I just want to tell you there's a domino effect for jealousy too. So just, you know, <laughs> don't even let it take root in your heart right now, okay? So this is what it looked like. Every, every day we, we were in a cabin and then a few feet from our cabin was this big lodge where we met and, and we had teachings in the morning and, and then we would have free time in the afternoon to kind of explore but also process and talk together about what we'd learned. And so uh, in the morning that was what it looked like outside the window and there were these big uh, picture windows uh, in the lodge where we could see the mountains and, and what's called Pikes Peak and all that. But, but one, one of the morning teachings, one of our retreat re leaders put up this picture. Would, would you put that picture back up, please? Thanks. Um, they put up that picture. And, and, and I want you to just remember the contrast between the first picture of what it looked like outside the lodge and then this picture uh, that just shows all these trees, right? You see the 
first picture had all these beautiful, vibrant trees, and the second picture had all these dead, desolate trees. And the retreat leaders asked us the question. They said, do you know what kills all these trees? As beautiful as these trees are all along the mountains of Colorado, there's, there's huge sections of these dead trees as well. They said, do you know what kills these trees? And people said things like drought and forest fires and things like that. They said, no, it's not any of those things. It's these tiny little bugs called spruce beetles. And these tiny little beetles, they burrow into the very heart of the tree and, and they lay their eggs. And when these little beetles are, even tinier little beetles are born, they, they're, they're, they're stuck in the tree, but they're also really hungry. And so they eat their way out and they eat all around the edge of the tree and it leaves these little, these little holes in the heart of the tree. And they get filled with other stuff, stuff that doesn't belong there, stuff like dirt and moss and, and everything else. And, and so basically what they were uh, telling us was because of these little beetles, the tree basically dies from the inside out. And unfortunately, that'll preach. Right? That's a powerful illustration, I think, of, of the effects of sin and death in our lives, the domino effect of our earthly nature, that list that Paul gave us, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, idolatry, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language, lie, all these things, see, they can kill us from the inside out. They, they start in the heart and they work their way into every part of our lives if we're not careful. Things get in there that don't belong. And that's not what God wants for us. The truth is, we all have beetles in our lives, amen? And sometimes uh, the, they become what, what our retreat leaders called pet beetles. Those things that we, that come in and then we keep, right? We, we hold on to them because we think we deserve them or we need them to survive. And what we don't realize is they're, they're killing us. They're just how deadly they are. I'm sorry to bring that up this morning, but that's just, we need to acknowledge that, don't we? But you know what? I'm so thankful that, that Paul doesn't stop there. But that's not the last list that Paul has in this passage. Paul gives us another list that brings life. And, and, and just like that list I already read, this, this list that I'm about to read for you has a domino effect as well. So I'm going to keep reading starting at verse 12. Paul says, therefore, you know, that's one of my favorite words in the Bible, therefore, that means something's about to change. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity i like that list don't you and then he goes on he says let the peace of christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude. Where? 
in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is God's word for us today. Thanks be to God. Here's the truth this morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Beetles abound in our world and in our lives and in our hearts. And they do their damage. But thanks be to God that in Christ, God can change us from the inside out. And God does this. When God does this, God gives us a change of clothes. (laughs) Did you hear that in the passage? In Christ, God can replace our earthly nature with his heavenly nature. And he describes it like this, clothing ourselves with with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and forgiveness and love and unity and and peace and thankfulness and, and gratitude. See, the good news of God's grace in this passage is that in Christ, you've always got to change clothes. And I was praying about how this this passage and this message might connect with our celebration of Mother's Day today. And, And when I read that part, I said, you know what? I think this is it. You tell me if you agree. Mothers have this uncanny ability. In fact, I think it's a spiritual gift to always have a change of clothes. Right? Am I right? I don't even know how they do it. But there, when I was a kid, my mom, whenever I got sweaty or dirty or crummy, my mom was always there with a change of clothes. And, and, and now that I'm a parent, whenever our kids get covered in whatever they've been rolling around in or, or consuming, there's, there's my wife, there's Abby with, with two things, with some wet wipes and with a change of clothes, right? So, so just join me. Let's, let's, let's do it together. Thanks be to moms that they clean us up and give us something new to put on. And thanks be to God that that'll preach to you. <laughs> Amen? That's exactly what God in Jesus Christ does for each one of us. Because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God has cleansed us from our sin and death, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, God is transforming our old nature, characterized by those things that bring death. God is transforming our old self into our new self, our new nature that's characterized by those things that bring life, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, love, unity, peace, thanksgiving. God replaces our old domino effect of sin and death with his new domino effect of life and love. Amen? That's good news, friends. It's good news we get to celebrate today and every day. And so that's what I want us to celebrate, and that's what I want to leave you with on this Mother's Day. Wherever you are, wherever you've been, never forget the change of clothes that's available to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. And all it takes is to open your heart and to allow God to change you from the inside out. And never underestimate the impact and influence that those seemingly small acts of compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and all those things can have on those around you and on you, right? Moms and dads know this as well as any of us. Most of our kids 
what they learn from us. It's more caught than taught, right? In other words, they follow our example much more than they follow our instructions. And that's a scary thing. (laughs) But it's also a powerful thing. I want to thank my mom today, just as a moment of personal privilege. She's here this morning, as she always is. Uh, I want to thank my mom because she taught me so much by her example and her acts of love. And my wife is teaching our kids that. I'm going to thank her at the second service. She's going to come. It's hard getting kids ready for the early service. I'm told. I don't get to do it because I'm here preaching. But I'm so thankful for their example and their love. And I want you to know this, too, as we talked about earlier. It's not always uh, simple. But God's grace fills in the gaps. Just remember that. Um, When you think about having a mom and and being a mom, God's grace fills in the gaps. But whether you're a mom or not, I want to encourage you this morning. Don't ever underestimate the domino effect of your example and those little acts of love in the lives of those around you. Those seemingly insignificant attempts to to keep the Beatles at bay in the lives of others or to, um, to, to be there with the change of clothes, those things that, that maybe you don't think made any difference, that those little seeds that were planted and watered and that one day might just begin to grow and bear fruit or you may not have seen it yet or you may not even see it on this side of eternity, but by faith we can believe that, that God is able to do more than we could ever hope for or imagine. And those things done in love, in the name of Jesus, they're never done in vain. That's the point of this series, that, that, God, that God can take this and do that, right? That God wants to take your life, your example, your acts of love and compassion and kindness and gentleness and humility and patience and forgiveness and love and unity and peace and thanksgiving. God wants to take it all. God wants to use your life made alive in Christ to have a domino effect on the world around you. So today, this week, as we go on about our lives, I want to encourage you to think about and pray about how one act of compassion One small act of kindness, responding to a situation with humility, one one small expression of gentleness in a friendship, one small exercise of patience in parenting, (laughs) one small intentional choice of forgiveness just might set off a chain reaction in your marriage, in your family, in your workplace, in your classroom, in your neighborhood. It just might breathe new life into those places and those relationships. That's the power of the domino effect. That's what Paul is is teaching the church in his letter to the Colossians. And don't ever forget, it's not just that, that it happened, it's that it happens all the time and it can happen and my prayer is that it does happen in your life, in your family, in our life together, our church family here and beyond, in our community and in the world. Amen. Let's pray together.
God, I thank you so much for this day where we get to come and and celebrate the impact and influence of mothers and those who are like mothers to us and for us and for some who are us. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you for the gifts of grace that you pour out over us all the time. And this is certainly one of those gifts. They are certainly one of those gifts. And Lord, I just pray today that you would help us to know that that wherever we are in our lives, that you offer us grace and mercy and forgiveness and, and a new start. That you invite us to leave our old self behind and to put on uh, the new self the new clothes, the change of clothes that you have for us in Christ so that our lives might bear fruit for your kingdom. Lord, help us today to, um, to acknowledge that, to receive that gift, and to, to walk in the truth of it, Lord. Uh, we love you, and we thank you for this time of worship, and I pray blessings on uh, all of our moms and everyone in this room as we go to, to share your love with those around us. God, we love you and thank you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I've got one more song we're going to sing together this morning. Uh, as we sing, the altars are going to be open. If you'd like to come and pray, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. If you'd like somebody to pray with you, I would love to pray with you this morning. If you just want to stay in your seats and sing and pray and just reflect, uh, whatever that looks like this morning, I just want to encourage you and invite you to use these last few minutes uh, to respond to whatever it is that God is placing on your heart this morning. Uh, let's, let's stand as we sing.